Hello, everybody. Thanks for checking in to LJN Radio, where we bring you expert knowledge and insight into the various aspects of business and employment. I'm your host, Tim Muma. You turned in to part two on Moving Up the Ladder, where we've been discussing some of the words uttered by business leaders at the 43rd Annual World Economic Forum. Now, helping us to pick apart their comments is Ron Baker, founder of the Verisage Institute. We pick things up exploring the topic of the rising generation, and we'll close it out with a thought from the one and only Bill Gates. So another area at this, you know, the forum or you know, topic of risk taking sort of came up, and, and there are a couple of quotes there that I wanted to, to sort of bounce off you. One was for, from Orit Gadish. Uh, she is the chairwoman, I guess it would be, of Bain and Company, and uh, her quote was, "Not moving because things are unfamiliar, and you haven't bothered to learn how to operate on them. I think this is really a crime." The uncertain is the unknown, and the unknown is the future, and you cannot predict the future. But the unfamiliar, you can learn how to operate in that. Now, that was a little bit longer of a quote, obviously, but I guess what was, what was your takeaway from there? I really like this. I, I think she's absolutely right. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. And the great thing about creativity is that it always takes us by surprise. It, it, by definition, it has to. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we could prophecy the invention of the wheel, we'd already know what a wheel looks like, and thus we, you know, it'd be easier to invent. But creativity, innovation, is, it always takes us by surprise. And, and I guess that's another reason why I don't subscribe to you know, the efficient market hypothesis sure. of economists. I mean, I don't think markets are efficient. I think they're cool. I think <laughs> markets do things that are really cool, like give us Google and give us iPhones and you know, give us inventions that are really cool. And all of these things take us by surprise. And then the other one that was sort of under the, uh, the idea of risk-taking uh, comes from John Chambers, the, the CEO of Cisco. And uh, again, this is a little bit longer one, so uh, listeners bear with us here. But he had said, when you get the majority of the economy predictable, you're going to get faster job growth and companies investing more. But actually, the best return for companies is when things are really going the wrong way and you're willing to go against the tide. I would argue that your chance to break away is now as opposed to 12 months from now, when hopefully governments get more predictable with their policies. In many of our industries, if you're risk-averse, you get left behind. Your takeaway, Ron? I, I think this is right on. I mean, I guess he's talking about predictable in terms right, of government seems like policy. Right. Yeah, we want government to have predictable policy so businesses can do long-term planning and you know account for their taxes and health care costs and all of that. But he's absolutely right. I mean, if you look at history, there's lots of great companies and inventions founded in the depths of mm-hmm. depressions or recessions. I mean, a few just come to mind. Revlon was founded during the, the dark days of the Great Depression. Microsoft, FedEx, pantyhose. I mean, there's all sorts of uh, companies and inventions founded in the depths of economic turmoil. Um, so uh, yeah, I think he's absolutely right about that. This is a, a phenomenal opportunity as, you know, to, to launch new enterprises. And it seemed like I, I listened to a couple of clips of other, you know, little discussions they had at the, at this forum here, and and that did come up a lot. The idea of, of leaders being too risk averse and not not sort of taking those chances because, as you mentioned, I mean, the, the predictability just isn't there. So you have to sort of, I mean, step outside the box. Is that sort of, I mean, in the same realm of what you're thinking? Yes, I mean, you can't run an enterprise without risk. I, you know, we, we do webinars and seminars around the world, and and one of the thought experiments I give to all different types of business audiences is think about the economic factors of production you know that you learn in your econ 1a course land labor and capital and think about the income that each one of those factors throws off so land throws off rents 
and labor throws off, obviously, salaries and wages, and capital throws off interest, dividends, and capital gains. I then ask a simply disarming question, where do profits come from? Hmm. And I, I could be standing in a room full of CPAs, Tim, or MBAs, and there's dead, I mean, you could hear a pin drop, there's dead silence. And then somebody will say, <laughs> uh, from entrepreneurs, it's like, well, okay, entrepreneurs, that's true, they can create profit. Of course, a lot of them don't make profit, they, they get buried, they go under. And entrepreneur is a great word because it's French meaning undertaker. <laughs> I've always liked that. Uh, but, but not only entrepreneurs make profits, and, and the answer is profits come from risk hmm. because they're not guaranteed. Wages are guaranteed, but profits aren't. It'd be like everybody working for right. stock options. So if you want to have profits, you've got to be able to take risks. And, and I think that's really what Chambers is saying here, and he's, he's absolutely right. And I see way too many companies are so risk-adverse. They play, you know, not to win, but to not fail. Right. And uh, you just can't do that. You've got to take some risks. No, I, I've enjoyed you know, listening to sort of your analysis of this. And, you know, I think the quotes just on, the, on their own sometimes are, are fun to, to hear and listen to. And we're going to wrap up with one that maybe doesn't necessarily fall directly in the business side of things, but it does come from a gentleman by the name of Bill Gates, who I'm sure people have heard of. It, it just it kind of stuck out, and I'm sure it, it did to you as well. That's why we wanted to touch on it. But his, his quote that, that came out from this economic forum was that in the next 15 years, we can have – childhood deaths, and that's have as in cut in half. And he says that's doable, to have childhood deaths in the next 15 years. I guess when you read that, what was your, what was your take on that? Yeah, I, I mean, I admire a lot of what he's doing with, with the Gates Foundation, right. and, and uh, I know he's trying to eradicate polio from, from the few places on the planet where it's, it's still an issue, believe it or not. And, and, I, and I think that's wonderful. But the problem I have with this is in the bigger picture, and I guess it goes back to what we were saying about wealth versus poverty. The way to solve these problems, have childhood deaths, get people out of poverty, is to create wealth. Hmm. And Bill Gates did more in that role when he was CEO of Microsoft right. than he ever will with his foundation. To me, his foundation is just another term for consumption. And that's not creating long-term wealth. If you really want to pull people out of poverty, then you've, you've got to have them create wealth on their own. And, and I don't think that uh, charitable organizations, for all the good they do, and I'm not saying they don't do good, they do, I'm just saying that they're not the, they're not the silver bullet. The silver bullet is wealth creation. Uh, and, you know, so, you know, Gates and, and, and Buffett, for example, I've always thought it kind of funny that the second richest man is giving his money to the first richest man to spend <laughs> under his foundation. But, you know, and they always talk about it in terms of giving back. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Warren Buffett, Bill Gates didn't take anything. Hmm. They created untoward amount of wealth for the world. They made me uh, a better person uh, through using their tools. Uh, they didn't take anything, so they're not really giving back, and they don't have to give back anything. They're not criminals, and so I've always, I've always recoiled from that term, giving back. Sure. But I, I, I think, uh, for for example, just to go to the bottom line, I think Walmart has lifted more people out of poverty than Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation ever will, because that's true wealth creation. If you look at what Walmart's done around the world, uh, you know, giving people jobs and, and selling people necessities at lower prices so they, in effect, have a higher standard of income. And, and that's really the only solution to pull people out of poverty and half-childhood deaths and all these other terrible diseases is to create wealth. 
Well, I mean, it's definitely an interesting take, and I'm sure one that's not going to be, uh, you know, necessarily popular among the masses. But hey, you know, that's that's why we want we wanted you on. We wanted that honest discussion. We wanted, you know, uh, you know, an actual analysis, uh, avoiding the idea of political correctness. Um, so you definitely just dis- didn't, didn't disappoint with any of these quotes, and I, I do appreciate that. But uh, unfortunately, we are going to have to wrap things up here on moving up the ladder. Um, again, our hope is that the listeners can sort of not only get a glimpse in the minds of these leaders, whether it be political or, or in the business realm, but also, you know, some perspective and maybe a different way to look at it. And not that you have to agree with with uh, Ron's opinions either, but, um, you know, just to be able to, to see both sides of things. So, Ron, uh, for those interested in finding out more about you and your work, I guess, how can they find out about uh, yourself and, again, uh, different things that you do? They can find me at uh, barasage.com, which is V as in Victor, E-R-A-S-A-G-E.com, and I'm also one of the uh, LinkedIn bloggers. And so I post up there as well. Right, great. Well, again, thanks a lot for joining the show. We, we do appreciate your uh, your honest assessment of, of these quotes. Thank you, Tim. I've enjoyed the discussion. And once again, that's our expert guest, Ron Baker, the founder of the Verisage Institute. Of course, we want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So shoot us an email with any comments or suggestions to Radio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you again later. <laughs>